Hello and welcome to Stand and Deliver, a JoJo podcast. This week, we discuss episodes 5 through 8 of season 4, Find Pulpo's Fortune Through Sex Pistols Appears, Part 2. yesterday at like all right let's see what's on the docket for 2019 there's gotta be some good stuff coming out let's look and boy yeah it is barren boys to land of 2019 is upon us i mean like the most high profile 2019 release is coming out this month so they claim and that's uh kingdom hearts 3 I do think that will. I do think that's going to stick to its release schedule, which I is don't. surprising to me. Yeah, the only reason I think it will is because actual retail copies have come out. Oh, they have. Yeah, I mentioned that that there was a, a disc pressing factory. I want to say some dude grabbed like a hundred fucking copies and just walked out of there with them and started selling them on Facebook. Great. And they and they are completely legitimate copies. People who have picked up that game and started playing it were able to play it start to finish. And then like the statement that Square sent out was like, boy, that's unfortunate. That um something like that happened around here actually. There was a a manufacture a disc manufacturing plant somewhere around here that apparently one of the employees did the same thing. I don't remember nice. what game it was though. Maybe uh, Call of Duty. But Square also said that you will have to download the epilogue and the secret cutscene in the game because they sort of anticipated the game might leak and the biggest spoilers are in those two scenes and so they were going to make that like a day one patch to put weird but like it's it's totally out like the actual like the case and and the disc and everything like it is a finished final product and this was like in november that this got oh. leaked out so okay. like i definitely think that it is going to make a january release um then can you tell me is james woods in it i don't i don't know that's the thing that's, that's been the difficult important about thing it. well so here's the thing that's difficult about it too is square has been going around like sending out cease and desist letters to anyone like posting spoilers so it's actually been kind of hard to find information that's more detailed about the leak other than it happened, it's definitely real, and that game will probably come out next month, or this month, rather. Uh, speaking of, like, weird vaporware, I was looking at the eShop for Switch, and I saw it was a really small thumbnail, so I couldn't actually tell what it was, and it was just called Toki, and I was like, ah, yes, clearly a remake of the classic Toki Going Ape Spit, or the Sega Genesis. That's exactly what it is. <laughs> it turns out. 
clicked That's, on that. And I was right. like, oh, sure. Great. The weird thing is, it looks super good. Huh. Well, I'd like to play new video games, but I've already got a lot of new video games I need to play. No, you don't. Yeah, I do. Like I need what? to finish Poke. Need to finish Pokemans. Uh, I just beat Giovanni, oh, so I'm. Boy. I just beat Giovanni, so I'm almost done with that. Uh, the Blaine fight is fucking fantastic. I need to just send that back to Gamefly because I do not care. Yeah. Uh, they completely redid Blaine's gym, so it was always like you could answer trivia questions to skip a battle in it. Uh, now it is just like his whole gym is a game show, and you win Blaine dolls for each question you get correct, and it's just him like uh, pirouetting. I'm probably I don't pronouncing who that Blaine wrong. Is. But he's the dude who looks like Doctor Robotnik, and he fights using fire Pokemon. Okay. Uh, I don't remember. I yeah, haven't but... played Pokemon the Red whatever since they came out, so... Well, anyway, I beat Giovanni, so all I have to do now is uh, go through Victory Road and then fight the Elite Four, and then I'm done, so... Great. I'm what, with that. what about JoJo? Are you done with that? Hell no. Was I supposed to be watching that? Uh, eventually. Uh-oh. Oh, wait. I did, apparently, before Christmas. Oh, good. And I took notes. Good. It'll be yeah. fresh in your mind. Yeah, it's a good thing, too, because I do not remember like anything about these episodes off the top of my head. <laughs> really? You don't remember anything about them? I remember like the important things, the stuff that's worth remembering, but like when I had to read about the whole fight uh, on the boat, like I forgot basically all of that. Yeah. Okay, well, go ahead. Are we actually recording now? Yes. How long have we been recording? All of the Kingdom Hearts stuff, all of it. You're supposed to tell me. No. In my state, it's informed consent. You're supposed to tell the other person when you're recording. This podcast is illegal. Look, I have... I've been told by you that only one party has to know. And it's completely legal. Fuck. Fuck. Like this is that's the truth, which seems mention, like a bad idea. <laughs> uh, yeah, I wanted to mention uh, my weird week uh, at the start of this thing. So thank you for not telling me, so I could waste all that time on Kingdom Hearts. Yeah, it's all right. I wanted nobody to, cares. I wanted to mention that we had the fucking SWAT team outside of work. Yeah, because that's interesting. That does not happen very often here. That, like, I drove into work and I see a truck and just says SWAT on the side and there's, like, eight cop cars just parked in our parking lot. Mm-hmm. And then I get out of my car in the middle of all of it because, like, no one's stopping me and I pull out, like, a brown box with, like, a handwritten address on it because it was a bunch of Nintendo 64 games that you sent me and I just walked right through the middle of the cops. Yep. Nope. Nothing weird about that. that. Nope, not at all. Yeah, it turns out... People have been shooting other people a lot here lately. <laughs> yeah. Like, for the benefit of the listener, you sent me pictures of this, and I looked up on my phone and be like, oh, I wonder what's going on over there where George is at. And uh, it was like a bunch of people got shot. 
But it wasn't yeah. just like a big thing that you would actually send the SWAT to. It was just like, ah, someone oh. shot someone else at a bar over here and then two cars. No. So here's here's a quick rundown of what happened in the 24 hours with the SWAT team at my work. Uh, the night, not quite the night before, but very early that morning at like 1 or 2 a.m., there was a shooting at like this single bar that we have in town, and that was a fatal shooting. So we just whipped out, whipped out a gun and mowed a guy down. And uh, for some context, this is a fairly small town. It's a quiet little retirement community. Sure, we have some problems with like heroin and meth, but that's like a lot I mean, of small towns in America. Yeah, who doesn't? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> says American as apple pie. It's it's a small, relatively safe town. Even the parts of town that are considered shady or dangerous are not so much so that you would really be at any real risk if you lived there. But uh, had someone get shot to death outside of this bar. Uh, and then, like, some hours later, uh, seems to be what, like, precipitated the, sh the SWAT team getting called out was there was a road rage incident where someone drove up their car next to the car that pissed them off and just started dumping into it. Yeah. And, like, I don't I don't know if the person died in that. I never followed up on that because, like, when I was reading about it, like, they the details were pretty loose. You're just uh, like, but, ah, it doesn't affect me. Who cares? <laughs> I didn't die. I'm fine. Um, but they, they, the car fled the scene, cops got called, they found one of the people in the car who I assume narked the person out who actually fired the gun, and they were holed up inside their house, which was, like, maybe two blocks from my work. So, like, that whole road was blocked off, and they were using our parking lot basically as, like, a staging area. And, like, I understand there is somebody who fired a gun, tried to kill somebody, they're holed up in their house. I understand the police officers don't want to just go knock on the door for something like that, but this was like every cop in town was out here for one dude with a gun, which actually seemed like a bit much. Yeah. You know, and then, the, the way to stop a bad guy with a gun is 30 good guys with a gun. That's that's probably more than 30 guys there. <laughs> there were eight fucking cop cars just in our parking lot. And, like, this business was going down further off. And then there was, like, some other thing about, like, a, a robbery suspect was being held at a gas station while all this was going on, too. And then earlier in that day, somebody's air conditioning unit caught on fire, and they sent, like, I want to say three different fire trucks out to put it out. Good times. End of the year, you gotta use up your budget, man. Or you don't get as much for 2019. You know, it's holidays, everyone's bored. Give them something to do. Uh, uh, thank God someone got shot. We can just trot the fucking SWAT jeep out here and raise our budget. Yeah, well, it's like refresher training. You haven't used it in a while. You dust off the M4s and hop in the van. Joke, by the way. It's very upsetting that somebody got shot, especially over something as stupid as road rage. But yeah, whatever. Here we are. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, whatever. Yeah, no, uh, speaking of people getting shot, there's a lot of people getting shot in these episodes of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Yeah. Yeah. A... Uh, but before we get there... Uh-huh, yes. We we open up episode five. Mm-hmm. So, so many more to go in this season. We're still on single digits. <laughs> Not even halfway through them. Yeah. Uh, Look, by the time we get to one episode a week We're not gonna be halfway through them Oh, Jesus 
Bruno's here explaining how passion works to Gio. Because he's a passionate, 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 passionate man. Yeah, he brings them in or uh, yeah. to like see here's the crew. Here's a bunch of freaks. Oh. Well, before that we get the actual structure of the mafia, oh, which is just right. There are, there are individual teams, and then so many teams under a capo, and then all the capos answer to the boss, but the boss capo. is super secretive, so nobody knows who the boss is. Look, we really <laughs> want to... This is what we want to waste time on, me mispronouncing things, because it's going to happen a lot, buddy. We're on episode five. We need to keep this shit moving. All right, go ahead. Anyway, yes, uh, as... Andy he Capo's Hot Fries. The... Uh, there's a couple of dudes, weird looking dudes, so we know that they're probably going to be enemy stand users. One and guy is wearing an outfit that looks like it's from the Super Mario Brothers movie. Uh, Just like yeah. spikes all over it. It's awesome, I love it. Uh, they're riding around in their car and they're talking about how, like, Popo died, and apparently Popo, uh, before he went to prison, he, like, buried all of his money converted all of it into gold and had it buried uh and the person who did the burying was bruno and so they're like oh okay there's like billions of uh of dollars that we can go just snatch up but obviously we got to get to bruno first and like shake the location out of him and the driver's like so psyched about this he just fucking disappears yeah just like i'm out with the car moving yeah which is weird because i don't think that has anything to do with his power nope he just vanishes like a Rocky thought of this on the spot power for him, and then like he wrote a little bit more and was like, I want it to be something else. <laughs> I think it's more that the other guy is just very unobservant, and the other guy just opened the door and just rolled out of the car <laughs> while it was moving. <laughs> That'd be pretty good. Uh, so, yes, now we are at the restaurant uh, with the rest of the gang members. Like you said, a fine collection of freaks. Yeah. Uh, there's some little girl who's doing math homework, and uh, uh, and well, and Chetty, um, uh, not a girl. Yeah. Bullshit. No, it's Narancha. That's yeah, a girl's name. No, he's a boy. I don't think I want to watch JoJo's Bizarre Adventure anymore. Do you have something to share? What have you been up to? Uh, how do you clear this? Can you not hear? Don't record this part of the podcast. They updated Firefox recently. Do you know how you, how you clear your Firefox history now? Uh, control shift delete altogether. Control shift. Okay, altogether. All right. I should probably do that now, but I'm going to wait a little. There's some stuff I want to like. You know, take you know, one more look at, and then you know, you have a big blowout. Sure. I don't feel awkward about it now that I know, but yeah, I'll explain some of the pictures. You thought it was Fuda? Oh, yeah. It's very life. Mm. You know, hard, mm -hmm. hard to tell. Hey, you can hit record on the podcast again, by the way. We'll just pick right okay. up. Right left. So, uh, Panchetti uh, is helping him. What, who? With, with his homework, Panchetti. I don't the know who that is. is. She's closed. It's Panicata. Oh, okay. Sure. 
That makes more sense, actually. Well, he also hasn't really done anything yet, so he hasn't had his yeah. introduction. Sure. So uh, he's helping uh, Narancia? Narancia. So I thought, it, I thought it was Narancia because I thought uh, two C's indicated a CH sound and one C indicated a S sound. Apparently not, because uh, even though that tracks for Bucciarati, a Bacchio is a hard C sound, even though that has two C's in it. So I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but he's helping him with his homework, and uh, he gets his his math problem correct. I can't remember what it is. It was like, what's five times something? It's like five times 16, 46, or something like that. Because yeah, but he, he, he's walking him through it, and it's like you doing math. I find this character very relatable. Uh, because then he does another math problem, and he gets it dead fucking wrong, and... Uh, Panacotta like stands up and just holds him at fucking knife point. Yeah. Starts calling him a retard. And like while all this is going on with like the two of them fighting like Guido 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 Mista? Guida? Guido. Guido Mista. Guido. Oh my god. I know how to say that. What's wrong with me? Yeah, He's freaking out because they got That's true. <laughs> I have family that's Italian. It's okay. I'm allowed to do it. Sure. Um, <laughs> I eat at the Olive Garden once a week. I'm allowed to. Uh, uh, Mamma Mia. Yeah, that explains why you didn't know what Gabagool was. What I say every time they give me my unlimited soup and salad, I go, ah, Gabagool. <laughs> Here we go again with this. My favorite They bit. tell me, sir, if you say that one more time, you are not allowed to come back here. And you say, uh, oh no <laughs> Oh, mamma mia I want my uh, chicken and gnocchi But I love the spaghetti and the meatballs <laughs> Give me a stuffed chicken and masala Grazie Ah yes, grazie, grazie Anyway, that's Requiescate mostly why I'm eating it <laughs> Yeah Mostly why I meet at the subway now is they they don't let me back in the Olive Garden. They shouldn't. Yeah. Well, we got like 12 different subways here for me to get kicked out of, so I'm good for a while. Eat fresh. Yeah, eat, eat fresh. I got a subway sandwich the other day, and uh, the dude just like took a bunch of the tip jar change and like slid it over on the counter with the glove he was making my sandwich with and then like proceeded to like fold my sandwich up to put it in the bag and I should have said something but I'm a pussy so I just ate the sandwich I mean I would do the same thing look it, it's alright sometimes some germs is good for you helps you build up your immune system yeah yeah let's go with that I'm actually, like, very sick now, and I think there might be a connection. Nah. Like, I have a really terrible head cold, so, I don't know. Maybe you should have told him not to do that. that I didn't want to, like, inconvenience him by having cold. him, like, remake a whole sandwich. Like, that that's the sort of thing that would make you, like, barf. It wouldn't give you a head cold. Hmm. Oh, I always want to barf. So... Guido is freaking out because they delivered four cakes to him, and four is an unlucky number. 
Uh, I don't know why Guido cares about this because I thought the whole like stigma behind the number four was specifically a Japanese thing. It is. Uh, so so yeah, I, I, maybe um, Iraqi just kind of assumed that was the case everywhere. Maybe it. There's something charming to me about the idea that maybe he read that in some sort of travel brochure at some point, and it just made an impact on him. But then when we kind of get his backstory later. Is weird for him to be hung up on literally anything. Yeah. So I'm not quite sure what the deal is. I still think it's like a cute character trait, and I enjoy it, even though it's a little inconsistent with who he is. Um, I do wonder um, if the whole number four thing is like actually given any credence in Japan, or if it's just like the number thirteen is. Because remember when the PlayStation 4 was going to come out Everyone was like well where are they going to call it They probably won't call it PlayStation 4 Because 4 is unlucky in Japan And they were just like nah it's PlayStation 4 So apparently yeah, it's not like, that big of a deal Yeah Like I, I do kind of think It's probably some sort of Like you know Friday the 13th or something like that Where we just don't give an actual Shit about it it's just like this Thing that yeah Anyway yeah, you know, like breaking a mirror. <laughs> well, look, you don't want to do that. Why not? Well, because then you free the soul of your doppelganger. Not if you're not be. visible in the mirror when you break it. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, if you're not visible in it. We're going to get into this, huh? This is what you want to have an argument with me about? No, I don't. Uh, uh, the cakes. He gets the cakes. Yes. Uh, Guido's freaking out whole, about the like, cake This Quentin Tarantino monologue About cakes here Like he's just gonna yeah. start talking about How you shouldn't have to tip in a diner And then like Abbasio is there And he basically just is like Holding back a whiz <laughs> Sure But so Bruno and Giorno walk in And it's just like a hot fucking mess in this restaurant because everyone's fighting. Guido's yelling about cake and uh, Bruno this, tells everyone to cut it out. This is basically just like that part in um the multiple timelines episode of Community where like uh, Donald <laughs> yeah. Glover walks in and everything's on fire. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Abashio just whipping his coat over open flames. <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah, so Bruno's just like, yeah, here's my new boy. Uh, his name is Giorno. You guys go get along. I gotta go talk to this very diminutive woman over here. She's got problems or something. Uh, and so, <laughs> Apasio takes one of the teacups that's on the uh, table and just, like, undoes his fly underneath the table, pisses into it, and then hands Giorno the cup and is just like, uh. or no, he pisses into the teapot. Yeah. And then pours Giorno a cup of piss tea. Hot steaming cup. Here you go. Yeah. He's, have a sip, and Giorno just needs to whiff it once, and he knows exactly what's going on, and then Giorno just whips his head back. I mean, he can also just look at it, because the other tea they had was not yellow. Yes. Yes. Uh, but he drinks... <laughs> he drinks urine... 
Sort of. Like, the the thing is, he turns one of his teeth into a jellyfish, and jellyfish absorb water, but I'm not <laughs> buying that, because the volume of urine to size of jellyfish is all kinds of fucked. I thought, at first when it happened, that he was basically, like, aging it enough that it would just, like, evaporate or disappear. But, no, he... Jellyfish, I guess. I thought he would have just, like, turned the urine into an ant or something. Sure, or that. Yeah. Turn it into a gnat so no one would reasonably notice it. Uh-huh. And then he then he could have his ha-ha, I drink your piss moment, which... <laughs> well, he still has it, which... Um, yeah, great, that'll, good That'll really show him. Yeah. <laughs> That's... That's the equivalent of somebody just going like, oh, what if I made out with him? It'd be funny, because I'm not gay. Yeah. <laughs> what if I drank his piss? I mean, that'd be hilarious. I'm not into drinking piss. I'd, I'd get him real good. Mm-hmm. Come but on, But anyway, Bruno. people are psyched about it. They're like, oh, this, is, this guy's yeah. cool. Oh, he drank his piss! One of us! One of us! <laughs> goobble, gobble, goobble, gobble. He's ingested our material. That means he's now connected to us. Oh, God. It's like when you uh, cut your finger and you become blood brothers. Jordan uh-huh. and Abashi are piss brothers now. Great. Bond that can never be broken. Uh, so, uh, Bruno went away to talk to some woman or his son's being an asshole, and then Bruno's, this is sort of like helps solidify his whole thing of just like, oh, we gotta take over the gang and make things right. Uh, so the first step to doing that is getting Pulpo's money. Cash money, it's buried. Free money from Pulpo. That's right. Pulpo was it's wearing out. a question mark suit, telling you to just call this number, get your brochure to tell you how to get free money from Pulpo. That's right. Uh, it's in Napoli, and so they're going to go hop on a boat and go on out there. Uh, which, I mean, they do. There's mm-hmm. a the whole bit of them getting the boat, I didn't really care about, but once they're on there, uh, Narancia has, like, a boombox with, like, some indistinguishable tune playing on it, and he's having a good time, and there's, this, like, this whole bit where, like, Guido just wants to read a magazine in silence, so he, like, tricks Narancia into giving him a 7-Up and then, like, pours it all over the boombox. Yep. This is uh, not a great move, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> no! It's kind of a dick thing to do, but I still like Guido. Yeah. Well, I mean, Narancia's even more obnoxious, so... Yes. But, like, I thought the reason I even bothered bringing that up is I thought that was a good character moment of kind of letting you know those two characters' like attitude. Like, everyone in this gang is constantly like that, though. You know, Panicata wants to stab Narancia in the face with a fork, and, like, everybody's kind of always... Uh, I'm not sure that they dislike each other. It's more like, uh, ah, you know, we're just ribbing each other. It's all in good fun. It came off to me more like everyone has something to prove. Yeah, it could be. I mean, they are yeah, just kind of like uh, not bustling, not hustling. What am I looking for? Something like, you know, trying to come out on top, you know. Yeah. That's something that I like about this group dynamic, though, over previous seasons where, like, the camaraderie is, like, very much at the forefront. Like, you know these guys get along really well. They sort of form, like, a brotherhood between each other very quickly. And in this season, it's like, no, these guys are fucking hoodlums. Yeah. 
I mean, <laughs> these also, guys are in a gang. All of their backgrounds are like, nah, I mean, this guy just shot a bunch of people. Sure, yeah. It's a massive pissing contest between all of them, and like that is very different than anything we've had in JoJo so far, really, and I'm into it. And from what we've seen, except... Bakio would win that. Because, <laughs> yeah. boy, that was a Except lot. for the liter- literal pissing part, I'm not as much into that. Yeah. Ugh. So, Bruno's like, yo, we're going to go get the money, and then Narancia just gets sucked into a drain. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Goes to World 1-2, has himself a little adventure. Yep. Just, like, deflates and gets sucked right in there. It just goes to Dino Hatton. Mm-hmm. Plumber the old alert. lady yelled about Koopa coins. <laughs> <laughs> I need Koopa coins. I watched that movie on Christmas because somebody had just tweeted that Mario Brothers is the Christmas movie and I was like, yeah, all right. I'll go with you on that. It's not really, but it sort of feels like it, so... Ah... Uh... I'm not sure why, but all right, I'll take it. it. Yeah, I mean, like, the tradition so far has been watching the Always Sunny in Philadelphia Christmas special, and I think I have burnt that out, so it's time I make a new tradition, and re-watching the Mario Brothers movie on Christmas seems like a pretty damn good tradition to me. Sure. I mean, uh, know, Saturday- my, my favorite Christmas movie is Die Hard. <laughs> I I actually did go and grab Die Hard at first just because the first thing that popped in my head is like, okay, what Christmas movie do I have that's not the Always Sunny thing? And it was, ah, Die Hard. And then I saw Mario Brothers on the shelf and remembered that tweet and was like, eh. Yeah. Man, this movie's got John Leguizamo in it. Yeah. Uh, also realizing King Koopa looks startlingly similar to Donald Trump. Oh, yeah. But with more style. His hair is... Oh, man. Anyway. Thanks for being topical. Sure. No problem. So, uh... Guido is the next one to get sucked. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) Not gonna say sucked off this time? Oh, no. Uh, Guido and Narencia both get sucked. It's a double suck. Uh, mm-hmm. And then Giorno's like, oh, I hope I get sucked next. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to turn this shoe into a fly so I can figure out where the suck zone is. Show me where the suck is. Hey, everyone, I found the suck. It's over there by the entrance to the cabin. Great detective work, Giorno. Who wants to get sucked with me? No, more for me. Yeah, so... Uh, so, uh, yeah. Abakio's uh, like, Abash- I know, I can figure this out. Y- yeah. He's got the perfect stand for getting to the bottom of this one, and then he's also like, but I'm petty, and I don't want to reveal my stand power to this, like, newcomer. So, Giorno decides to, like, basically take himself out of the equation, knowing that it would, like, force him to use his stand, and he trusts that he will actually defeat this new enemy. So, he just runs out there, uh, jumps over the pipe, gets stabbed. That's the end of the episode. Doesn't Mbakyo actually bring out Moody Blues here, though? Oh, yeah, no, I... Yeah, I'm confusing it, because they they start doing that thing again where they, like, recap the events of the, the last episode. Yeah. And so I'm sort of confusing some of the stuff that 
happens in that one with this yeah. one. But yeah, like Jorno like gets sucked up and then Moody he Blues draws out. out Moody Blues. Which in this is called um Moody Jazz. Oh boy. That one's okay. Like, that's not nearly it's as bad still... as Zipper Man. Or six bullets. <laughs> Yeah. Look, it's it's too. one thing if you give the enemy stand users a bad stand name translation cuz they're only in it for like an episode or two. Yeah. But it's when it's the main characters. It's especially bad because the, the guy coming up after this his translation name is fantastic. I still like the original stand name though, but Craftwork? Yeah. Yeah, but my but... name is Sale and I don't give a fuck. <laughs> yeah, but all right, arts and crafts is so good though. Just like it, it is. imagining someone it's, saying like, "It's my stand, arts and crafts." Yeah, no, it's it's one of the better ones. I will give you that, but I still like craft work. Mm-hmm. So anyway, uh, also, also I, I didn't know that was guy's name was the Wiki today. Do we really want to keep doing manga anime differences? Because these lists are, are massive. Oh uh, no, because I just looked at it just now, and uh, nope. Yeah, that accounts for like three-fourths of the page. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody uh, has gotten really obsessive about this since part five started. Oh, yeah. Uh, the anime's in color and the manga's in black and white. What? Next bullet point. <laughs> the manga's a bunch of still images, whereas the anime is moving. In the Next future, bullet point. This is actually a good point. In the future, I'm going to look ahead and sort of just like pick out the stuff that actually might be yeah. interesting. Yeah, that'd probably be a good idea. Yeah. But one so, thing of note: it was not a can of Seven Up he dumped on the um, boombox. It was Sprite. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Why wasn't it a can that. of Pepsi, huh? Well, he wanted a Pepsi, but. She wouldn't give it to me. All he wanted was a Pepsi. I mean, the actual answer is he wanted a clear liquid. So, anyway, episode six, uh, we get a little background on our boy Bashio, uh, which once upon a time he was a normal-looking dude, just yeah. a regular guy, and also a police officer. Mm-hmm. Well, relatively normal. I cannot tell you how much I appreciate seeing a main JoJo's character just look like a regular fucking asshole. <laughs> I mean, he looked a little weird. A little bit, but like comparatively a normal guy. Uh-huh. Just a dude in a cop uniform. Uh, he's having a rough go of it being a cop, though. He's... Dealing with people who are ungrateful to him for his service, and then on top of that, criminals just like it's a revolving door, man, just letting him right back out. Uh, so he eventually ends up to this point where he's just like getting offered a bribe by a pimp to look the other way, and he's like, uh, well, you know, either he pays me or he's just gonna like pay the system, man. But either way, he's gonna end up back on the outside. I mean, uh, really, the logic there is not wrong. No. In fact, like later, the whole guilt thing is like, oh, but because he bribed me, he got back out on the street and did this. But he he would have gotten out anyway. This is like a small thing. Yes. 
Well, like, I understand that the main point with the guilt is not just that he did a murder, it's that he also killed Abashio's partner because he sort of froze him up and stopped him from doing the right thing by going like, hey, if you arrest me, though, I'll tell everyone about your bribe. Well, yeah. So, like, he could have prevented his partner's death, and that's linked directly to the fact that he got the bribe and locked up because mm-hmm. um, he got blackmailed. But, but yeah, like, I mean, that's the thing, though, right? Is, like, the bribe logic makes sense, but that's sort of a slippery slope. Sure. Like, I, mean, I could see a lot of actual police officers probably thinking stuff like that when they take a bribe. Also, in the meantime, like, you'll know what happened. Like, you could have just been taking bribes left and right. Sure. He became yeah, a real know. Vic Mackey. But experiencing a tragedy uh, makes it so he's now a drunk and also dresses like a weirdo. Sure. He dresses like a Kingdom and... Hearts villain. When Bruno shows up, he's like, hey, I see you're dressed like a dumbass as well. Would you like to join a gang? Yeah. And then, like that part's like at the very end of the episode too, like after the credits. Yeah. Um, and whatever. B- by the way, did mention, you notice? Mention it now. Bruno shows up and goes, "You want to join a gang?" Yeah, he asks him if he wants to oh, join the like, Avengers yeah. Initiative. Um, <laughs> that's a big after credit scene. Did you uh, notice in that part, uh, Abakio is drinking Cronenberg whiskey? Oh, he is. Yeah, they brought it back. Oh, I missed that. Oh, that's great. Uh-huh. I'm so glad Cronenberg is back. Sadly, not the real Cronenberg, though. It's... I'd love to have Cronenberg have a guest role in this show. <laughs> uh, but we're back on the boat. Uh, Moody Blues basically is like a... His whole visual motif, like this thing on his head, is like a early 2000s era CD player. Mm-hmm. I love the sounds I, I it makes. I love it. Me too. Uh, but he basically can, like... It's not that he's rewinding and playing through time that he can, like, interact with, necessarily. He doesn't have the power to time travel or manipulate time, but he can view stuff that has happened within the span of about five minutes. He's basically just conjuring um, holograms. Like, it's basically like Batman's yeah. detective vision from Arkham City or whatever. That's yeah, that's like a really good way to summon it up. Um And so yeah, he, he finds out that everyone got sucked off and dragged into the pipes. Pipes uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Right? Pipes Uh Legalize the bra. Whoa. Uh. Uh. They did legalize weed here, so, you know, that's... Oh, congratulations. That's a thing. That's happened yeah. here. I can do the drugs now. Wow. I mean, you couldn't before. <laughs> no, it would have been totally illegal. That would be terrible. I sh- shouldn't do that while well, it's legal. It'd no. It's so bad. Definitely. It's I not... like that's such a small amount too Like it doesn't even fucking matter Like you're still incentivized to do it Outside of the law mm. I can't tell you I can't tell you there are like a million Signs for CBD here I don't know What that is CBD. I, I don't either really But uh. 
I had some roommates thing. in college who did the uh what is it, DMT? Mm, speaking of Robitussin. Yeah, yeah. They turned into real jackasses when they were on that. Yeah, I bet. Which is my favorite thing that like Joe Rogan's always talking about, like, oh, everyone should do DMT. It really opens <laughs> up your mind, man. Makes you receptive to new things. I mean, it's Joe Rogan, so he's gonna... Yes. He's gonna that is a man that a, I take um... one look at and I go, he's definitely done some DMT. Well, he sits in like a sensory deprivation tank, you know? and he... So, like, what does he know? Sleeps upside down like Michael Keaton and Batman. Yeah. I hate that guy. Anyway, speaking of guys I hate, Abashio, uh, I guess it's going to make the stand user drink his piss. Just pour it down the pipes. It's, I mean, that's sure, it's that's all, one way to it's do all, it. It's all, it's all pipes. What does it matter? Yeah, exactly. Every time somebody mentions that... I have a long-standing thing where I think that peeing in the shower is disgusting. Uh, you are of the opposite opinion, that it's just pipes. It's all pipes. They mm-hmm. go to the same place. And every time you bring that up, I just think of the Windows pipe screensaver. Oh. Like, that's actually what's going on underneath it all. I always just think of the <laughs> Seinfeld episode. It's like, I agree no, with I know. George. Yeah. yeah, like, that's where it's from. But, like, my mental picture of just underneath the tub is just the windows pipes. They're just, it's all pipes under there. Yeah. Pipes all the way down. Yeah. So, uh, he... Dun, 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 dun. Bruno starts just... See, here's the thing. I don't really like a lot of this episode because most of it is just Bruno going like, I put a zipper here. I put a zipper here. Yeah. I ain't seen anybody. Yeah, also this kind of doesn't zippers around make here. much sense like at all. No, so... not at all. So like the the short version is eventually they notice the fly again and they remember that Jorno explained that it would be attracted to Norencia so they can kind of tell where the stand user is. They open up another zipper there's nothing there, there's nothing in the pipes, and so Abashio puts uh, Moody Blues inside the pipes and gets sucked off. And then as he's getting sucked, uh, he, like, flings some blood to, like, leave a clue for Bruno. And Bruno starts to understand what's going on, that they aren't on the boat that they thought they were necessarily. So he opens up a bunch of zippers in the bottom of the hull so that it starts to, like, sink drowning the stand user so he ends up like deactivating his stand that's the big reveal is that this boat is the boat that they ordered with another boat that had been deflated and then like put over the boat that they rented like a second skin so like the stand user was going between two different boats the whole time and this doesn't make sense to me because i thought the whole point was by deflating something it's removing everything inside of it and just leaving the skin, basically. So I don't know how he's moving between two different sets of pipes. I didn't take it as, like, a literal deflation. I took it as, like, he was somehow sort of making it... uh, Kind of like a parallel overlapping dimension that was kind of... You know, like, there's a space in between that it can move between, but not... I, I don't know. Me either, and and the thing thing is, I would probably care more if it weren't for the fact that I just don't necessarily find this to be an interesting stand fight. Yeah. 
It's unfortunate this early on we get one that I feel is kind of weak. The thing is, I feel like a lot of the best stand fights are ones where they figure out what they actually do pretty early, and then they have to figure out a way around it. Um, yes. And this is one of them where they kind of just do stuff, and then it's like, oh, here's what his trick was. He's dead now. Yeah. You didn't actually solve the problem. You, like, sort of did, but you brute-forced your way through it. Anyway, here's what he was doing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like, uh, Bruno knocks his head off using zipper powers, and everyone returns to normal. I do like that. Yeah, I do like, I do like the zipper man. Sure. <laughs> I like his power a whole lot. Uh... Like, fortunately, though, the next two episodes, it is the thing of, like, okay, here's what the stand user's power is, and here's how, like, we have to figure out a way around it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and hopefully that's the case. Like, I hope they don't swing more in the other direction of this whole, like, deflation thing. Okay. Anyway, that Quick was, manga uh... anime difference for this one. Apparently, okay. uh, Abakio's flashback happens later, and so they moved it up uh. to this part. They Guido's is at the start of uh, the episode after the next one, so I wonder if that's just a thing where they're like front loading those. Probably, which is probably a good idea too. Yeah, yeah, it gets that out of the way. Episode seven. Uh-huh. Everything's uh, lucky. Episode seven. Yep. That's Not right. Episode four. No, that's an evil episode. Which one was that? Actually, uh, that's where the one where Popo sticks a banana in his mouth. Oh, right. Kisses the sky. Maybe Guido was right. Yeah, maybe. Uh, yeah, everyone's back to normal. Uh, and they just start kicking this dumbass's head around. I love that part. Like, this whole uh, part, me really. too. Yeah. Uh, Guido, though, is sick. Uh, he takes a fishing hook and sticks it through this guy's eyelid and then, like, hangs it out so that, like, a sunbeam will beam into his eyeball, scorching him. And he puts glasses on him specifically to make the yeah. like, focus on the eyeball. Yeah, and then everyone has a choreographed dance number! Uh-huh. Which looks a lot like the dance from Dangerous. I don't know if that I was really intentional or know. what. I need to know if this actually happens in the manga. Like, if he draws a dance sequence, or if this is completely unique to the anime. I bet he did. That is that is one anime manga difference that I need to have confirmed by the end of this. Okay. I fucking love this bit. Because, like, on Discord, they added this ability to, like, just pull a gif out of, like, a database that they have, and we both searched JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, and I saw the part where, like, all three of them are dancing, and in the foreground is this guy's head. And I thought the quality of the animation made me think it was like a flash animation somebody did. So I was actually not expecting them to have a choreographed dance number in this episode. Um, the scene with Narancham, the scene with Narancham, Mista, and Fugo's synchronized dancing while Zucchero's head hangs by the fishing hook is portrayed much more elaborately. Overall, the scene is composed not unlike a music video. The dance choreography itself is more complex, composed of many more moves than the original five in the manga. The music, the three dance twos, the song Naransu was listening to on his own stereo before Mista broke it. 
Uh, Does it mention what the song was in the manga? I mean, it was probably just like music notes coming out of it or something. I don't know. Uh, It's going to give it to Yeah, that was it. Open up the door, it's real. Uh, Then light being magnified into Zucchero's eye creates a prismatic rainbow effect upon which it is used to stylize the visuals of the dance and Zucchero's torture throughout the scene. Uh, Whatever. Yeah, the head... uh, Unique psychedelic surreal style. So okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. It's a really good scene. Because mm-hmm. yeah, it is just done like a straight up music video. I, man. Oh okay. Under trivia, the dance was designed to take elements of Michael Jackson's "Dangerous" and combine it with the manga's original poses. So there you go. Uh, all right. Well, you know, it's nice that JoJo's can still surprise me after so long. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, meanwhile, Moody Blues is rewinding more things because uh, Basio hates fun. Uh, and he finds out that this guy has phoned his friend named Sale. Yeah, he used his lifeline, phoned a friend. He's a, please insert every time we say Sale, Sale. that bit from the song Sale. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so he tells them, like, the location that like the boat that they're on and where they're going to and that the treasure is definitely there. And so they know that they will not reach the island before this other guy and they will be confronted by another enemy stand user who will try to ambush them so they have to come up with like a different plan. And Geo, uh he's just like excuse me. Uh he's like, "Hey guys, what if I turn this like life preserver into a fish and I just rode the fish over to the island?" <laughs> Yeah, it's just like, y'all seen that Aquaman? I'm gonna be an Aquaman. It's me, the I'm son Jason hits Momoa. Son hits him and he's like, I have a dream to be Aquaman. Everyone's favorite member of the Justice League, Aquaman. Someone at work asked me tonight if I was going to see Aquaman, and I was like, no. <laughs> no, why I'm would like, I? Do you like a- yeah, I was like, I'm not really a fan of Aquaman. They're like, not even Jason Momoa Aquaman? I was like, no, it's still Aquaman. <laughs> yeah. Y'all don't like Roman Reigns Aquaman? You know, I liked that movie the first time when it was called Black Panther. I don't really need to watch it again with Jason Momoa. I didn't like that movie the first time when it was called Black Panther, so I extra don't need to see it with a character I don't like to begin with. Yeah, I thought it was fine. I like the character Black Panther, the movie, not great. I thought the movie was good. I don't think it was as good as a lot of people made it out to be, but I had a good time. It was not even the... It was probably the third best Marvel movie of that year. I mean, yeah, I'm not going to... Look, there's a lot of other Marvel movies. I I don't know if it would break my top ten Marvel movies. I hate that there's that many of them, at least. So... I am... when I was the CG in the movie is really bad too. Yeah, it is. Oh, it's so bad. Yeah. That whole final fight is exactly the point where you can tell that they ran out of all the money. Sure. That was the point where they were like, "All right, we're moving everybody over to Infinity War because we got to finish that." So, you guys, good luck. Yep. And then they closed the door on the last two people left and shut the lights off. Uh-huh. 
Uh, so, uh, Guido Musta is just like, hey, you know, my stand is more offensive-based, so I should probably come with you, and I really just like the idea of, like, the two of them riding a fish together. Yeah. Buddies. Fish buddies. <laughs> it's like going horseback riding, but on a fish. Mm-hmm. So good. I really, really like it. You know, I will say about Aquaman, I really like the look of, like, Patrick Wilson as Ocean Master. In his weirdo armor and everything. Like, that looks good to me. Uh, like, what did Red Letter Media compare him to? It was like Bible Man or something like that? <laughs> sure. I don't know. I haven't seen that, but yeah, I can see Uh-oh. that. Well, um, yeah, I'm pretty sure they keep calling him Bible Man through the in- entire review. That's pretty funny. Uh, yeah. But, like, in general, I think. From what I have heard about that movie and seen from it, at least they are making it look like a comic again, as opposed to yeah. all of the previous DC movies where they seem to be very much afraid of doing that. In in Aquaman's defense, they cast Willem Dafoe in it, and you don't get much more comic book than Willem Dafoe. That's right. I mean, the main problem with uh, that new Death Note well, there are a lot of problems with it, but the main thing is they got Willem Dafoe to play Ryuk, and then they used a CGI Ryuk instead of just painting Willem Dafoe white. <laughs> like, imagine just, like, a made-up Willem yeah. Dafoe just hovering behind light, just going, like, you need to write their name in the notebook. <laughs> oh, it'd be so good. You and I can rule this city, Light. <laughs> Yeah, he starts writing a name and then stops and he just yells, FINISH IT! <laughs> I was going to say my favorite part of Spider-Man. It's when he breaks in and forces uh, Aunt May to finish her prayer. Yep. Write Spider-Man's name in the notebook next. <laughs> He'll die of a heart attack. Uh, well, Willem Dafoe is a, just a treasure. Yes. Like I, that's the that's I the thing posted, too. Willem, I posted on Mastodon. I want Willem Dafoe to be my Willem de friend. <laughs> Agreed. Uh, that's the thing though. That Death Note movie is that is the most inspired casting that you could possibly have for Death Note movie. Willem Dafoe as Ryuk is fucking perfect. Uh huh. And then everything else around that is so dead wrong. It is unbelievable. Yeah. And you can you can lead with something so pure as Willem Dafoe as Ryuk, and then fuck everything else up. Takes a lot of dedication to be that wrong about everything else. It really does. It is so amazing. And then they had that Full Metal Alchemist movie, and I really like that there were people got mad at me on Twitter because I was just like, number one, the Full Metal Alchemist movie sucking should have surprised none of you. Like, if there's anything that is less of a surefire bet, as far as, like, American movies go, than, like, video game adaptions, it's anime adaptions. There's literally never been a good live-action anime adaptation. Well, actually, I don't know. These JoJo movies look alright. But, like, every other one I've seen, like... You you might be able to say that about one made in Japan. About one made in America, there absolutely is not. Oh, definitely. What, um... Was it... The Full Metal you know, Alchemist the, movie, was that American? 
I, I think it was Japan, but I think Netflix was the one footing the bill for everything. So it's one mm. of those weird things where, like, the new FLCO, where it's like, but America is still, like, responsible for oh. this Oh, also, you know, that that, those uh, new Roroni Kenshin movies actually apparently are all right. I have not watched them. So I, I know I know of one good anime movie, the Cromarty High anime movie. Oh, I didn't know they did that. The live action. Yeah, they had a they had dude, live action Mechagawa and it is it looks exactly like the anime version. Just I, like a rubber suit that I will have to see this because I didn't know it existed. It is really good. Uh I picked that up at a... That's back in the day when blockbusters were a thing and we had a whole aisle for just anime and that was one of them was the live action from Marty High. Great. Yeah, it's fantastic. Uh, but yeah, so the, the first thing I explained was like, that is surefire, those are going to be shitty movies. This Battle Angel Alita thing coming out, I cannot wait for people to have their minds blown that it is terrible. <laughs> I feel like most of that looks okay, and then you see Alita, and it's like, oh yeah. boy. You went too far. Uh, but then I was like, you know, still though, like that is at least trying to be more faithful to the source material. It is actually trying. It is not completely whitewashing everybody. Versus the Death Note thing, which just gets it so completely wrong. Like, th- that is a much worse movie than the Full Metal Alchemist one is. And people flipped out, going like, no, Full Metal Alchemist is way worse than the Death Note movie. And that blew my mind that people could turn around on Death Note like that. Yeah. It's still, like, to be fair, I've not watched either of them. I do not know for a fact that the Full Metal Alchemist movie is worse or better, but, like... I find it hard to believe that is worse than the Death Note movie. I haven't that watched any That at least seems of... like it's trying to be Full Metal Alchemist. I haven't watched any Full Metal Alchemist. I watched a little bit of the Death Note one, and yeah. There are already live-action Death Note movies, too. Yeah, there are. My favorite one is the one that's all about L because I only watched the trailer for it, and there's a bit where it's like an action sequence, and he's just running around, or running down like a airstrip, but like he's barely moving his arms because the actor is still playing L, who is a complete weirdo. Mm-hmm. Man, just running all limp armed down. Man, ah, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Yes, which, like you said, they also made some movies of. I mean, you know, Ryuk and... is kind of like a stand. He is, yeah. Floats around there. He's a total creep. Though actually, yeah, he eats a good guy. Yeah, he eats apples much like Sex Pistols eats pastrami. <laughs> yes. Uh, because as we get to the island, uh, the game plan between Guido and Jorno uh, is that there is a little shack with a radio in it, and they're going to take their own radio, and they're going to phone into the radio shack, and they're going to say, hey, we're looking for sale. This is uh, sales partner, whatever this guy's name is. Uh, we need to tell you about the boat that's coming. So they'll get him pulled over, and then Mista will just turn around and shoot the guy. Uh-huh. Slur him into this room and shoot him in the head. And uh, remember how I said that I hope Guido's power is just the tune gun? Uh-huh. It's just the tune gun. Pretty much. Except instead of like the bullet directly moving around, he has tiny little gremlins that kick the bullet wherever he wants it. 
Yeah. When's that Gremlin figure coming out? That was already out. You're the one that pre-ordered it. Was supposed... it. Yeah, and then it got delayed to December, and then December came and went, and I still don't have my Gremlin. Wonder if it's because of uh, Christmas and everything, it'll be shipping out soon, because my DCBS shipment isn't uh, going out until... Yeah. I don't know if it's this week or next week, actually. I never bought uh, NECA stuff, so I don't know if this is just a thing that they're prone to delays, and I kind of hope it's true, because I could use more money this month, and if the Ninja Turtles thing got delayed, that would maybe be alright. Hmm. I don't know. Anyway, NECA, for those who don't know, is a company that produces uh, action figures typically based around uh, American movies. Uh, I think they do some stuff like they do a uh, predator and an alien line and they have some for like the arcade game, but they're variants. Anyway, the yeah, point is they're, they're very, very nice. They also make wafers. NECA wafers. Yes. That's very good. Mm-hmm. Look, it's better than what you were saying. <sighs> Toon gun. Yep. It's the tune gun. We all have things that we love and I love the tune gun. And I love that the Toon Gun in this needs to eat food. Because these are Guido's dumb little babies. Did you know Sex Pistols love pastrami? Mm. So, also number five is like always savaging. uh, Oh god, what's the other number? I don't know, I can't remember. Oh man, me either. Yeah, there's like one of them is just a dick to another one of them is always bullying him. Which is great. Also, there are six of them, but there's no number four. So there are numbers That's... one, two, three, five, six, seven. Yeah. So at first, I was going to have an issue with that because it's named Six Bullets. And I thought that when they when they said that originally, I thought it meant that, oh, there's only actually five of them. And they oh. skipped the number four. And I was going to be like, then the name also, on top of being bad, doesn't make any sense. But no, it's, yeah, it's one through seven minus four. Uh and so, yeah, they, they get all set up in place. They call the guy over, uh, but he ends up taking the back door into the shack, so Guido doesn't see him. Uh, but Giorno, who's got some binoculars and he's down the way, he can, but he has no way of alerting Guido to this. So he throws caution to the wind uh, and just yells as loud as he can, Guido, the guy you need to shoot and murder is inside of the room right now. Please kill him. The call is coming from inside the shack. Right. Guido heeds the call, turns around, dumps. Yep. I really like that bit where he's just like turning blap blap right in the window. Yeah. And uh these bullets should miss, but as you said, uh these the little gremlin bullets uh can kick around things like actual bullets, which they, they like ride on. Yeah. Like the missile in uh in Doctor Strange Love. Oh sure. I was gonna say like the <laughs> missile in Bayonetta. Or uh, yes, Melter Rising. <laughs> All right. Uh, so yeah, they redirect one of the bullets into the guy's leg, uh, but he still manages to kind of slink off. Um, but Guido follows the blood trail and finds a truck uh, waiting behind the radio shack. Uh, yeah, you know, there aren't many radio shacks left anymore. Uh, the one here oh. closed down. I had a moment where I was trying to figure out a way to work Circuit City into this, but uh, it left me. It's Are funny you... that went out of business and everybody lost their jobs. 
Aren't there still like a couple of Radio Shacks that were like their mall stores or something? Ah, uh, yeah, I don't know, like a kiosk kind of thing. I think so, or like phone repair places, Maybe. basically. Yeah, we sell batteries and nothing else. Radio Shack, spatula. Remember city. when we? Remember when we had commercials on TV? That was a long time ago. Yeah, Chucky was in them for some reason. Uh, uh but like Circuit I City bought... is completely dead. Yeah, I bought my original DS out of Circuit City. That is the last time I ever was inside of a Circuit City. Oh, I bought, um, I don't remember exactly what video card it was, but it was to play Half-Life 2, or no, Deus Ex 2, Invisible War. Got a new video oh. card uh, for my computer back then. That a like, great game. Oh, yeah. I mean, actually, it's not as bad as people would have you believe. Um, And, like, Painkiller, I think... This maybe around the time Half-Life 2 and Oh like uh, Circuit City is where I bought No One Lives Forever 2 Now that's oh. a game yeah. Also Robot Alchemic Drive For PS2 Got that there Taiko Drum Master A little unrelated to this I was watching a video where so- someone brought up uh, Shogo Mobile Armor Division And now I've been thinking about that game a lot lately Oh Shogo It's not great Yeah no, not at all. But I had this uh I had this uh Christmas many, many, many moons ago where like a we did like a white elephant thing and family member the only thing they knew about me was I liked video games and they bought me like this two pack of PC games and it was Shogo Mobile Armor Division and uh Subterra Core. Oh boy. Yeah. And so I went and bought those games like about a year ago. Subterra Core if you buy that on Steam, it's like straight up busted. Right. It's on GOG, isn't and it? Yes, it is. At that at that point in time, though, I don't I don't know what compelled me to buy it on Steam over GOG. But also, like, played a couple hours in it. I don't even want to play that game again. It's really bad. Yeah, doesn't, like, uh, don't the battles take, like, forever? Yes. Yeah. That game is glacial. Um. Two hours in that game felt like 40 hours of a regular video game to me. Uh, You're like, man, the time I've spent playing this, I could have finished Chrono Trigger. Got two hours deep, washed my hands over my face, and just said, I've aged. Uh, Yeah, but I I bought Shogo, and I have not actually started that up. And uh, thinking about... I played it not that long ago. I, I bet that does not hold up. No, I mean, some would say it wasn't Talking. good back then Because I didn't really like Talking. it then either Almost like there was a reason it was in a two-pack with Subterracore mm. I mean, it's one of the rare uh, misses for Monolith, though Because I really liked most I, of their games I always forget that that is a Monolith game Yeah, I thought that was why you brought it up Because I said No One Lives Forever too. So you were like, oh yeah, Shogo I, I had mostly mentioned it because I would old PC games made me think of that. Because my, my experience with, like, PC gaming back then was very, very limited. It was basically that, Subterra Core, and, like, one of the Anno games. Mm. I remember once for Christmas, my um grandma got me, a, like, Sonic and Knuckles for PC. Oh, yeah. Uh, and it had, like, we're, a sticker we're... on it that was, like, Y2K compatible. And the thing <laughs> yeah. is, it, like, ran way too fast. And at that point, like, you know, I was 
10 or 11 or whatever I didn't know like you have to throttle the CPU to make this not run crazy fast so also like worst version of that game because they removed like a bunch of the songs in it and replaced it with like really low quality MIDI music I wouldn't even know because I didn't like finish the first level because it was so fast like you would press jump and your jump would last like an eighth of a second yeah, they, they there was some whole thing about how like they removed it because it used some sort of sample that did not like work properly on PC, but that seems kind of bullshit and it might have actually been like the songs they removed were the ones that maybe Michael Jackson had a hand in and they needed Yeah, maybe. Uh but yeah, if I'll at some point link you a couple of those ones from the PC cuz they are astonishingly bad. Like oh, they are how do they compare to like the Nintendo 64 Tony Hawk songs? I mean, this is it's like totally incongruous with the rest of the music that actually got carried over because it is just like here is Genesis music and then like here is a MIDI. Mm. It's super, super, super bad. I'll I'll link you some of it. It's okay. Kind of I'll, I'll plug it but, into my yeah. Cinco MIDI organizer. I think that's that's great that it's got like a Y2K sticker on it. Like, yeah, civilization as you mo- know it might die, but like Sonic <laughs> and Knuckles, that's forever, man. Yeah. And also it was a lie because it didn't really work. I mean, <laughs> yeah. unrelated to Y2K, but... Yeah. Uh, so, uh, Guido sees his truck and he is going to be a bit cautious. He's not going to run up to the driver's side. He gets over to the passenger side. Pulls his gun on this guy who is definitely not a stand user. And the episode ends. Okay. Well, I already did the differences for the dance, so. Yeah. I need it. Hold on. This mouse is not working. I need to scroll down from my notes. Episode 8! Like, even just looking at a lot of these differences, they're just like, man, who cares? Yeah. Yeah. Episode Ocho. Yeah. That's double double quattro. That's twice as bad as double bad luck. Oh yeah. Oh no. Poor Guido. I hope he makes it. I I hope he survives the end of this episode. I think he'll be alright. Uh but we get uh his flashback similar to uh Abaccio's a couple episodes ago. Uh Guido was once a normal boy who liked girls and cheese and not caring about money. Me too. I wish I were still a boy who liked girls and cheese and not caring about money, but I grew up and got old. Well, two of those things I'm still into. Yeah. I'm into none of it. (laughs) You don't like cheese anymore? (laughs) I don't believe that for a second. It gets me constipated. Oh. Then my tummy hurts. Actually, I got a Hickory Farms thing, and I've been munching on that, and I've been fine. So, I don't know. Thanks I don't know. My body don't make my body don't make sense anymore, and that's why I care immensely about money. Uh, so he he's a big old dum dum who doesn't care about pretty much anything, and he's living a nice, peaceful, happy life until he basically notices a rape happening and decides to break it apart. Uh, also, but in doing th- so, this part 
I was kind of yeah. surprised. The anime just shows the guy just constantly punching her in the face, like over and over. It was like, boy, this oh, yeah. is a lot. Yeah, it's excessive. I mean, like, like that's way worse than like if they showed, I don't know, a spear going through someone or something, and they gotta black that out. Yeah, did, there's like. I forgot to make a note about it, but there's some part of this where, oh, it's all of uh, the stuff with Sale getting shot that they don't black any of that out. Nope. In general, this part seems like a lot less censored than the previous ones were. I mean, look, that woman got socked in the face like ten times, so absolutely. Yeah, but even like, um, I mean, 4 still moved it back a lot from what part 3 was, but this time I haven't really noticed much at all. Yeah, it's been it's been a lot better. This has been more watchable. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he he pulls the guy off of her, and then uh, him and his friends all pull out guns and start shooting at Guido, uh, who calmly walks towards them. Uh, none of the bullets hit him, either by like some miracle or like they were drunk or something like that. <laughs> and uh, he he just takes the gun out of the guy's hand, calmly reloads it fires four shots and just murders all of them. Mm-hmm. Guido is a cool dude. He is. Who never cared about cheese again after that faithful no, day. No, he still loves cheese. Oh. I wish I did. So, uh, Guido, uh, back in the present, notices that the driver's leg is unharmed and figures out that it's not the stand user, so he immediately knows where the stand user is, which is on top of the truck, and he shits him in the head. That is the end of the episode. Uh, We'll be back next time on Stand and Deliver, where we are watching episodes number 9 through 12. Well, no, not quite yet. Uh, Why? What? That was the... No, well, he gets shot in the head, but uh, that's not the end of Sale. Oh, I showed the episode. I figured nothing else happened. Sale. 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 The the video for that's just some woman beating another woman up with like a hose. (laughs) Is it really? I think it's one of those things where it's like an unofficial video, but it's still like the video for it. Oh. Sort of like Hardware Store by Weird Al is just that video some dude made. (laughs) Sure, or I'm the Bomb by Electric Six. Yeah. Those are actually absolutely incomparable. Like, specifically, the Hardware Store one is not the video you would associate with Hardware Store. You would not associate any video with it, but you should absolutely go look that video up because it is great. Yes, it is. Uh, so, uh, Guido, who I assume is probably actually a big Weird Al fan. Uh, I don't think so. Let's rewind this a bit. Guido was once a normal boy who liked girls and cheese and Weird Al Yankovic. <laughs> he blew his brains out like Weird Al Yankovic. <laughs> oh, that weird Albert Yankovic. Uh-huh. Strange Albert, they called him. Uh, so, friend of mine only just recently learned about uh, those Twinkie hot dog sandwiches. Oh, Twinkie Wiener sandwich? Yeah, Twinkie Wiener sandwich. Hey, uh, it blew, blew my mind that he had no idea about that until 
like a few weeks ago. Speaking of UHF, did you know that Joel Hodgson from uh, Mystery Science Theater 3000 fame was the original choice to play Philo in UHF? Oh, sure. I know everything about UHF. <laughs> like the, It was blowing my mind recently when I looked at the Wikipedia page for Joel. It was like, oh, he was a successful stand-up who was like on Letterman several times and everything yeah. before... I, I didn't know... How do you go from that to like doing a public access puppet show? Like he was offered roles like... on Cheers and he was like, ah, I'm gonna go do this thing where I make fun of movies. I guess I'm uh, not necessarily remembering the timeline because I thought that that stuff happened after Mystery Science Theater got started up or like at the same time. No, because it was like in the 80s when he was doing stand-up. Uh, and then like 88 was when he started uh, Mystery Science Theater. That new season's out, but I'm not going to watch it because it tries too hard. <laughs> I haven't watched it because you can't download them for some reason. Oh. Uh. Which is annoying. No one's gonna get my reference to. We both knew a guy who disliked the previous season because it tried too hard, which is ridiculous. Watch out for snakes. Yeah. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. The new season was good. Yeah, it was fine. I, I think there was like only one episode really that was kind of a turd, but which one? I don't remember because it's also oh, been the... a while, and I kind of like the one. Um... With uh, it was one of the Troy McClure, not Troy McClure, Doug McClure ones. That was kind of a snooze. <laughs> yeah, it's they, they like they picked a bad movie for that or something like that. It just yeah. wasn't that good. But whatever. I mean, like one episode out of a whole season, big deal. Uh, mm-hmm. But Guido Mista like was the... <laughs> once a normal boy who liked girls and cheese and Weird Al Yankovic and Mystery Science Theater three thousand. Yeah, I think it's a good Until... idea for the new season though. Like they're doing those asylum knockoffs, so they do yes that. What's it called? Like Atlantic Rim or something? <laughs> yeah, something along those lines. Snakes on a train. Oh, I hope they do it next that was time. One of them, but it's going to be canceled after this season. So whatever. Yeah, great. Thanks, Netflix. So he shoots Sail uh, right in the head, and. Um, Excuse me. Uh, Sale just uh, gets right back up. It's like, no, nah, I'm not dead. It was magic. Yeah. You I was dead? Acting. It was arts and crafts. Uh-huh. I put it's a, a bunch transition. of Gorilla Glue on my head. That stuff, it dries up, forms protective layer. Uh-huh. Uh... So Guido uh, tries to just jump off of this truck But realizes that he cannot move Uh, The driver also cannot take his foot off the gas And there's bullets just floating around uh, Sail And that's when Guido realizes that his stand power Is the ability to like lock objects in place Mm -hmm. Just like Gorilla Glue Yeah Don't Uh, use Gorilla Glue for Gundams By the Uh, way and Sale takes advantage of that by like trying to hurt him, uh, but turns out Guido can uh, reload his gun because he's got bullets in his dumb-looking hat, his quilt hat. He just shakes him out, and little gremlins put him in for him. You'd think, considering his whole ability is based around bullets, he would have a lot more with him. Yeah. 
Yeah, you would. Like, he should just be wearing, like, bandoliers just so he never runs out. That would also look really cool. Yeah. I'd take a lot of effort to draw, though, so I can kind of see why maybe Araki would just be like, I don't know, his hat's full of bullets, man. What? And, like, his weird quilt outfit doesn't take a lot to draw? <laughs> I mean, look, it's adding more to the process. So, uh, the first bullet... Uh, just kind of gets, like, punched out of the way. Uh, but the second one hits Sail in the damn throat and knocks him off the truck. And somehow this also does not kill him. Mm -hmm. Like, the bullet getting stuck in the throat, I could sort of understand would not kill him because of the stand power. The part where he just gets flung off a damn truck. Uh, you know, it anime should at logic. least put him out of commission. Maybe. I would also like to note that uh, the CGI team at least stepped up their game this season. Like, yes. Th this truck here looks passable. It's not like the disaster that every CGI <laughs> element has been so far. That is true. Uh, so, uh, Guido then holds the driver at gunpoint and is like, yeah, you keep driving, drive back to the marina. I'm dumb dumb. I got to figure this stuff out. Okay. Uh, let's see. Stand power locks up in place. Uh, my stand power, I got a gun. Uh, maybe if I shot him in the mouth? Yeah. I mean, sure. Oh, no. I only have four bullets. I'm not sure why he seems to think that he couldn't stop something if it's in his mouth. I don't know. Like, there's. I, Look, you know, yeah. if you really think about it. If something's in your mouth, or even in your stomach, that's technically outside the body. Like, the whole digestive system is like a tube that's, sure. like, not actually in you, really. So, I'm just saying, this doesn't, this isn't the best plan. No, it is not. Uh, but it's the only plan he's got, and unfortunately, Sale is just, like, rock climbing the air to get back onto the truck. Yeah, that's a good bit. Just tosses a bunch of gravel yeah. in the air and stops it. <coughs> Excuse me. I'm sick. You don't say. All over. Just full body sick. Uh, so yeah, Sale gets back on the truck and uh, just starts tapping one of the bullets that's frozen in the air to build up kinetic energy. I'm going to release this thing. It's going to shoot you. It's going to be great. It's just and He like... does, and it goes in his stomach. And it's great for Sale. It's not great for Guido, though. It's just like a beautiful Joe. You know, you slow down time and hit something a bunch, and then when you go back to normal, it flies off. Oh, sure. Yeah. Everything uh, I know about Guido physics, like, I learned from beautiful Joe. All the shots, so that's super cool for Guido. Super cool. Yeah. Uh, so Sale starts tapping on another bullet. And he's like, okay, you got one bullet left, I got one bullet left, this is going to be so cool, because the next shot's going to settle everything. And he opens his mouth to say all of these words, and so Guido uses his chance to shoot him. Uh, but sure enough, uh, arts and crafts, or craft work, whatever your preference may be, uh, stops the bullet. Uh, but that was all part of the plan. Uh, it was to distract him so Sex Pistols could hijack the bullet he was building kinetic energy into, and they kicked the bullet towards his face. And so he uses craft work to stop it, but instead Sex Pistols, like, kicks the bullet so it splits in two, and then one of the fragments hits the bullet that originally sunk into his head and, like, forces that even further into his skull so it, like, embeds. 
Uh-huh. Right in the brain box. Yeah. Does not kill him. Like how you talked for so long constantly that uh, apparently Balnet was just like, eh, he's had enough, and just cut you off. Great. Bullet hits the bullet in his head, it goes even further into his head, but he don't die. Explain Didn't... that one. I thought he died here. No, that's the thing is he falls over, but then he like keeps twitching a lot, and Guido's like, huh, guess that couldn't even kill him. Oh, right. Yeah, but he's like vegetized now. And no, he's not, because here's the thing. They did a like follow-up novel, like a, a series of them for part five, and this dude shows up again. Right. And I think he dies then in that by like getting his heart punched out of his body or something, <laughs> but like Of course. He doesn't even go brain dead from this, assuming that book is like actually canon. Ah, uh, probably not. And I don't think, like, I have not read the whole synopsis of it. I just read his part and then, like, a, some loose information about that book. But it sounds like uh, it takes place, like, six months after the event, the events of part five. So unless it's, like, some flashback, which I don't think it is because he gets his heart punched out of his body, then, yeah, this doesn't, he's fine. Well, you know, Sale's a fan favorite. They had to bring him back. Just like Darth Maul. Sure. Sale shows up with robot legs. Uh huh. Robot bottom half skull. is a robot spine. Yeah, nice. Uh, so uh, Guido he arrives back at the marina and drags Sale's body back into the radio shack, and mm -hmm. then Giorno jumps into the truck and threatens the driver and tells him to drive back up the mountain. Yep. Uh, it's it's a good joke em up. It's yeah, like it's uh, good the. It's like one of the many Seinfeld episodes where everything would have been solved immediately if they had cell phones. <laughs> that's right. Uh, well, that's uh, episode eight. That's it. Let me see. Um, Good set oh, of yeah, episodes. Yeah, yeah uh, Mista's flashback also apparently happens later originally, but was moved up here. So, yep, I guess they're going to do that for everybody. Cool. So, next week... Uh, episodes 9 through 12 Which are Our first mission from the boss And then The second mission from the boss Shocking uh, And some stuff in oh, between right. But you know Nice well, I guess we'll uh, hopefully Have no interactions With the SWAT team Between now and then Why? Sounds like fun I don't, I don't know about that. Sounds like a good time. Uh, maybe. That depends. As long as I'm not the one getting shot. We're doing the shooting. We're having the SWAT team called on me. Wait, why would you not want to be the one doing the shooting? Because then I'd be like a criminal guy and I'd get arrested. Oh, and I'd I thought go to you meant like as know. one of the member of the SWAT team. Oh, like, well. I, I want to I kick mean, down the door and throw a flashbang. Do you think that is a good idea? No, absolutely not. I would just want to beat that dude's door down with a sledgehammer and got myself killed. Yeah. Actually, that's not accurate. Me and Siege, it would have been I beat down his door with a sledgehammer, I got everyone else around me killed, and then the pressure would have been too much, and I would have just, like, shot myself in the face. Just, like, shoot a perfect outline around someone. Uh, all right, well, be back next time, then. Yep, next time.
next time. Next time. Next time. I'm not sure what this bit is, but I don't like it. Neither. Please stop.